0: Hi I'm Denise. Hi I'm Brona, And you're listening to episode five of Tending the Flame. Um, in this episode we're going to cover everything that we can to do with the winter solstice, rituals um, and sacred locations as well um, throughout Ireland and um, probably more likely focusing on Newgrange which I know Brona knows quite a bit about and she wants to cover so that'll be great. And um, but yeah, um Brona do you want to tell us um cuz I know I know a little bit about, about the winter solstice. This is probably going to be the first year where I properly engage with it. And mm-hmm. um, but I know you're kind of like the resident you know, you know the crack with this stuff. Um so fill fill us in. Fuck the the
1: crack no. Um <laughs> <laughs> I I I do love winter solstice as well, but um I spend a lot of it indoors, but summer solstice would be the day that I be buzzing just to get outside and have a bit of heat and stuff but um so in the northern hemisphere where we are and the winter solstice is December 21st whereas like in southern hemisphere like in Australia or whatever it's their summer solstice and for us it's the shortest day of the year and afterward like the days after from like the 22nd of December onwards the days start to get a wee bit brighter but it can be literally for about a minute at a time Um, so you don't really notice the full effects of it until spring and the actual term solstice comes from like a latin and forgive me for the butchering of this pronunciation I think (laughs) that it's solstitium and that means sun stop or sun still it's kind of like that like stopping and there's like I know it's cool isn't it that is cool yeah so like the sun's just kind of doing wee bits um <laughs> around then and um so yeah solstices themselves are the planet's longest and shortest days of the year so longest summer solstice shortest winter um but they don't always because the date of it can kind of change just with our like stupid calendars and leap years and all that nonsense um it doesn't always mark like the exact changing of the season like it can be off a couple of days but cool. um I got this really nice quote from National Geographic that just says that both the summer and winter solstices along with the autumnal and vernal equinoxes help the shepherd in the changing of the seasons. So as anything, probably with relation to, you know, Celtic spirituality, not so much pagan or like focusing on gods, but it's mainly how the seasons and nature help us navigate life. Mm-hmm. Um so yes so pretty much just because our podcast kind of <clears throat> aims to focus on celtic spirituality and like our own ancestry and roots um the winter solstice has been marked in ireland for at least five thousand years um in the way that maybe we would know it or we would celebrate it it's a lot older than that and like different type of traditions and the like um but that's more so kind of like basic mm-hmm. or like neutral type of description of what the solstice is in terms of like Length of the day and like time of year and things like that. Um, do you want to talk a little bit more about stuff before we head into the mad spirituality of it all? Yeah, <laughs> quality of it.
0: I know I was looking it up and I know that um, it's you've got obviously everyone knows the summer solstice. Um, I think the winter solstice tends to get um overshadowed by because of the time period that it is. It's the run up to Christmas, um, and you could almost do like a full um. You can almost do like a full episode on sort of the, the 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 Celtic paganism that you find within Christmas itself, and how that again that was like absorbed in. But we did a whole episode on that, so we'll not do it again today. But I yeah. uh, have a couple of notes that, on that too. <laughs> I, I, I mean, many, many notes on that? Um, yes. So I think it tends to get overshadowed by Christmas, so it's not as engaged with um by as many people. And um, I know that from. That it it appears in almost every single culture, so every single culture throughout the world has has acknowledges summer and winter solstices, um, which to me, um, in a on a scientific level, notes how prominent the astrological changes and how it then affected um the seasons and then the weather and how how what a big impact that had, um, obviously it, on a basic level, like you were saying, it's to do with you know farming it's to do with crops it's like when do you start planting when do you start tilling when do you start like applying work to the land or when do you start storing stuff away so there's a survival aspect to it but it had Mm. such a huge if you really look back at it it had such a huge impact on the cultural societal and then ultimately the spiritual characteristics of so many societies and how that then evolves from that and Mm -hmm. you know I know a lot of people will talk about gods and goddesses and and there's different sort of energies that people like to engage with but what the one that is most prevalent and the one that um permeates almost every single culture is mother earth Mm -hmm. and our and our connection with that and and that ultimately you know I think and I'm straying into the spiritual aspects of things but I think ultimately our relationship with the earth is an inherently spiritual one it's an inherently connected one and it comes that's where our roots our roots lie mm-hmm. um and I feel like the winter solstice in particular um you know yes the summer solstice it's all about celebration it's all about heat and warmth and kind of getting out there and, and living within the world but the winter solstice is it's a time of like deep deep connection I think um but yeah, I know I've I've started straying into the spiritual aspects of it already. But um yeah, what are your thoughts on that or what comes up for you?
1: Um, I liked <laughs> how I liked how you said that like there's a spiritual aspect of connecting with the earth because for like so many of us, you always picture just spiritual or something like that, or connect connectedness as something that's like above you, like way up in the heavens and it's so far off and you can't really reach it. Whereas it's actually like under your feet and you're in it and you're part of it. So that was really that was really nice. Um yeah. I liked as well that you were saying that different people engage with different energies and stuff around this time of year. You can make you can make these astrological events as like baseline and as neutral as you like, or as like spiritual and mental as you like, because it is something to get extremely excited about. Um I know that in our Salwan episode we talked about how the Celtic Wheel of the year was kind of for us anyway, especially with regard to the Celtic New Year was going to be observed a bit more. But even like the significance now of this shit whole of a year finally ending soon, and <laughs> <laughs> all of these we, all of these wee little positives now coming up, like in the past couple of days, just with like the vaccine and all this other stuff. Um, it's just it feels like really celebratory because part of why I think as well. I suppose we can go into like the thing about Christmas trees and things like that later if we have time to for me to go off with Christianity again. But we always <laughs> we always invite light into the home in this time of year whether that be like lighting candles, like light lighting a fire because yeah, it comes warm. There's like
0: Yule as well, Yule logs, all
1: yeah.
0: oh, like it's like you said, it's bringing you know like I know over in in Ireland we would use. Not so much now, but turf is such a huge, oh, turf is such yeah. a huge fuel source a really natural, abundant resource on the island. And um, I know we've talked about this, Bruna, and anyone else who's listening to this who isn't, who doesn't relate to it, and maybe because you're in a different country, um, mm. you know, or maybe you just didn't have that in your household, that's fine. But you know, you don't have a fireplace. The smell of peat that comes in and in an around October November time makes me feel so wintry. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite smells. Um, but it's like you sorry going like you were saying about like kind of inviting inviting light into the home. But it's like you know with the like you're saying with the Christmas trees. You know we deck. We don't just bring a, fu- a fucking tree into the house. You know uh-huh. it is. A, a, that's germ- my understanding. Is that's very Germanic. I don't think yeah. entirely Germanic, but it's it's got Germanic origins. And then you decorate it. You know. Yeah
1: exactly like um like the Christmas tree has like pagan origins I think and then the name that we and like it's interesting as well what comes from you know like uh Nordic mythology or anything like Germanic or anything like that is translated into the witch's calendar as well like for you mm. but um just like winter is so hard and just uh, like the fact that like bit by bit after the solstice you know the days start to lengthen a wee bit and you've got your candles in your house and like your your lights everywhere and it just it's just always reminding yourself that the light always does come back yeah. um yeah I think that was just one of the main well that's what I'd take from it anyway one of the main reasons why it is such an important day and it can be overlooked so much because suppose if you're a Christmas person or not you can leave this aside but you're not really like celebratory or like buzzing or full of energy this time of year anyway um but that's one thing that I I get quite happy about on that day I'm like yeah. oh god even though winter's technically just beginning it always always ends
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's um it's also
0: I feel like the modern equivalent of because we would have largely been hibernating at this time of the year and using up our food stores
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and we wouldn't be venturing out after certain times of night you know you just you wouldn't piss about in terms of your survival like that yeah. Um but I feel like the modern equivalent of that is like spend it all day in your jammies.
1: Aye,
0: <laughs> you know your jammies from Primark, Primark jammies. So, um, <laughs> so I feel like that's the the modern equivalent of that, that kind of hibernation. Um, I know that we want to cover, and we're kind of bordering on rituals here. Kind of mm-hmm. feel that energy of like talking about rituals at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a number of. Um obviously it's lockdown dependent depending on where you are. Um but there are a number of sacred locations throughout Ireland. Ireland has Ireland, the island of Ireland has so many um energetic points and oh, Neolithic um locations throughout the island. It's unbelievable. You'd be so surprised with how many there are. Um I know you want to I would really like you to like chat about your knowledge of Newgrange. Um, I know bits and pieces of it and I know a lot of people listening will be like oh yeah Newgrange and oh yeah Clannad sang that song about Newgrange and it wasn't one of their best songs but it was all right (laughs) so (laughs) you know so people have an idea of what it is Um, do you want to tell us a bit about like what you know where does Newgrange fit into the winter solstice and um, and uh, yeah and then I'll have a wee chat about sort of other sort of sacred locations that you can access or maybe a little bit closer to you in Northern Ireland as well
1: Grand, um, well, Newgrange is a like a Neolithic monument. So, Neolithic, um, era was like the later part of the Stone Age, um, and it's in Meath. I think it is kind of Meath near the River Boyne. Um, which is quite funny. It's almost like two aspects of Irish history coming together
0: yeah. at once. isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. so,
1: Such a, such a hey, nervous location. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! um oh, sectarianism oh beautiful, <laughs> so beautiful. Oh. the new grange itself is a lot older than sectarianism if you would believe um it dates back to 3200 bc so it's actually the most fascinating thing about it is that it's older than the the pyramids which is mm-hmm. just it's just mental to even think that isn't it mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's a Neolithic monument, but it's got, especially around the stones around it, got megalithic art and then megalithic period, essentially, which is prehistoric monuments made of um out of like standing large stones. So yeah, it's have you ever been
0: to it? I have never been to it, but I would love to spend I would love to have gone during a winter solstice if I'm honest um but I would love to go during any solstice but I think winter solstice there's something particularly powerful about this time of the year Mm -hmm. um yeah there's just real real sense of like you know someone I I'm volunteering at a tree nursery at the minute and a woman described uh an acorn that came off of a an oak tree as like she was like, you know, the bigger the seed, the more energy it holds. She says she just, she, rev- she views seeds as en- energy, energy, hu- houses of energy. Mm-hmm. And I never looked at it that way and I have no idea why.
1: Yeah,
0: just and pure potential. Pure potential and to me that's the analogy I want to make. It's like winter feels like, it's that when you seed things, when you put things in the ground mm-hmm. um, and there's something about the winter solstice that just feels like, a, like, a, like an acorn of an oak tree. Just real, like it's because they're big, they're not small seeds. Like they're big, Many big, big seeds. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are, Bruno, Yes, they're very tall trees. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's kind of how that winter solstice feels for me. But I would love to go. I would love to go definitely. Yeah. But there are other places as well. Um. So if you're in Northern Ireland, I'm going to mention a couple of different places. Um, and hopefully. A few of them you'll be able to get to. So one of them is is really well known. It's called the Giant's Ring. It's in south, but just south of Belfast, um, and it's next to uh, Minnows Burn, um, and you can walk up through Minnows Burn up to the Giant's Ring, or you can drive right up next to it. And it's a huge, huge site. Um, I think that's Neolithic as well. Um, and um, you'll often find a lot of sort of rituals and some some neo sort of Wiccans and Pagans tend to go up there around this time of the year. Um there's also a location just outside of Cookstown called Baymore Stone Circle. So that's B-E-A-G-H-M-O-R-E. Um and really, really beautiful lo- location. Um Baymore comes apparently comes from um apparently an original name for the birch tree because whenever mm-hmm. um the Neolithic sort of Celts um came into the lo- to the area, the area was just it was a real glacial landscape, but it was covered with birch trees. And apparently that's where that name comes from. If I'm wrong, please someone like you absolutely come in and correct me on this. But this is just information that I've kind of picked up by by visiting there. Um, so some people, for Benmore in particular, some people have. Um, it was discovered in 1940, and some people suspect that it was either a burial site, um, or um, it was either a burial site, um, a ceremon- ceremonial circle, or even it was even used to restore sort of fertility of the soil. So it was like to to. It was all linked with the winter solstice anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an amazing sight as well, because it's got one of the darkest skies in Europe. Um oh, wow. so it's amazing for stargazing, like that whole location. There's something there's something eerily magical about that location. I've been there a couple of times and I've held a couple of circles up there as well. Oh, but the nice. energy in that place is is really, really stunning. And there's a couple of different circles, there's not just one, you know. Um but yeah, so that was, and they actually they they found that circle in 1940 while they were cutting for turf for paint or something. So. Oh my god! I <laughs> know. <laughs>
1: well, um, yeah. So the irony of that, I thought that was hilarious. Um, that's, yeah, that's what I love but, about Giant's Ring too. But um, or not Giant's Ring, sorry Newgrange, um, is because it's so like built with the intention, or so we know so far, of honouring the winter solstice. Like I know, like other. Type of like pagan sites or heritage sites and stuff like that would have been yeah. just used for naturally honoring the earth and things like that. But, but like, new great new grains is the ship like like it's specific it is it's like big balls like <laughs> just because <laughs> I think it was only excavated in the oh, I don't know when the first excavation was, but it was definitely like nineteen fifties or sixties. But um it's it's so it's so freaky right just with like no type of engineering or anything like that the minute the winter solstice hits like that bit of sunlight just goes in that tiny hole in the top of Newgrange grange and like illuminates the hole inside of it mm-hmm. it's just insane like it's so adhered to what like you can tell what part of the purpose of it is and like archaeologists and things like that still don't know exactly what it was built for like um just with being inside of it I was inside of it once like four years ago um it wasn't winter solstice but I'll chat about that in a second but um it's it's a passage tomb so like people or families or clans would have um buried their family members there so like they find like bones and things like that when they were excavating but then at the same time, it could have just been used as a place for like further ritual because there's like stones and things like that outside of it, and like the megalithic art and stuff that we talked about before. Um, it's but there's like it's in there. Class.
0: It's almost like um like ancient graffiti as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Literally, and there's, there's like so much. On, but actual ancient graffiti where like mm-hmm. a pile of people come in and been like, "Ha ha, here's us." Yeah, one <laughs> <laughs> was like 10,
1: 10 years ago. There's um. <laughs> that's so funny there's so much like spiral art and things drawn on this. the ones outside of it just like um because spirals and things like that are quite sacred in celtic culture and things like that but um i went when did i go second year of university and i had a module that was just church history and i took the module every single year obviously it was different each year um because it was just nice to like, get out of like the bible study and things like that and like out into the world but um that module was related to just like the history of like around our area so like we went to like uh like a battle of the boy like retreat not retreat jesus um a <laughs> museum <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> museum <laughs> i was like here i want to go on that Here, <laughs> uh, relaxing uh- <laughs> <laughs> the Boyne valley area so we were studying the history of all the different things that happened around there and then you could specify it was like a day-long trip you could specify on one of them so i i chose to do grains and i wrote a big essay on that um if you ever wanted to read it actually it's like the only that and my dissertation are the only university documents i still have saved on my fucking laptop but it was in like oh, it might have been like october november um so nowhere near the solstice, but we got a tour anyway and we went in and this, this lady was just like telling us the history of it and stuff like that. And I was just standing there and like thankfully it was like kind of dark. I started to fucking cry. Like, okay. It's I've never like um actually felt not that I haven't felt moved by things, but because like whenever I would go to like the Beltany Stone Circles are really close to my home. Like, it's about a 20-minute drive. So whenever I'd go there, I'd be like, "Fuck, fuck is class, ancient, unreal same with giant ring but see whenever i was in there i couldn't like even explain it um mm-hmm. they had like these like technical things that showed you what it would look like when the sun hits through that hole um on the solstice and the way it just like illuminated everything and i was standing where behind me was like it looked like it would have been an altar so that's where like the bodies and things like that would have been laying and all and i was like so many people have like loved and grieved in here and i was like <sighs>
0: so you're probably i'm i'm wondering here's me just putting on my tinfoil hat head but <laughs> i'm wondering if it was some sort of like past life sort of recognition or probably picking up maybe on the end just the whole energy the history of it just all kind of flooding in at the same time you what know mean, could, like that. could have been something some part of you tapped into do you know what do you know what i am someone described um Obviously, time. As I don't know if you've ever seen Interstellar, have you? I don't
1: think I have. No,
0: watch it, Bruna. It's amazing. So if anyone I'm else, the worst
1: for films. <laughs>
0: everyone else who's seen it, I'll educate you. It's fine. So everyone but, else who's seen it <laughs> will know what I'm talking about. So there's a moment where a main character suddenly goes into time that's been set up to to integrate with his 3D reality. So time becomes like a phys. excuse me, time become, becomes physical places that he can visit that are like linear lines, like like vertical and horizontal and often loads of different directions. And he visits, he can visit different points in time and, um, but it becomes a physical place. And it's suggested in that film about time becoming a physical, is actually, um, if you say you're a fifth or a sixth dimensional being, time becomes a place that you can visit Maybe it's like a mountain that you climb or a, a ravine that you walk through. Do you know what I mean? So it's like experienced differently depending on what dimension you're operating at. And I know I know a lot of people have been asking us to kind of de- debug sort of, um, maybe that's the wrong word, but like um, a explain the jargon. It's a little bit harder to do that at the moment because a lot of what we say makes sense to us and it's hard to pinpoint exactly what words don't make sense. So anyone who has this thinks he's like, "What the fuck does that even mean? Tell us exactly what it is that doesn't make sense, and we will completely break it turn it break it down for you and give you resources for you to go out and kind of learn about it yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: but to me that that experience sounds like not to put my own ideas on it, but this is just what I'm picking up. It sounds like almost you experience one of those like time as a physical place as in because time happens there time as a linear concept does not it doesn't exist it 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 exists only in in how we perceive it because we have we have made it so but time does not Mm -hmm. exist all at the one as a linear backwards and forwards it doesn't exist it's all happening all at the same time as if it's all as if you're in a massive block of flats and each room is a point in time and it sounds like you walked into a room that had an intersecting of moments maybe that I don't know if that's resonating with you but this is what I feel the need to kind of explain out Mm -hmm,
1: um mm -hmm. yeah it's mad I haven't felt like that before and I haven't felt like it since when it's come to you know like anywhere even like that um so yeah it was fucking incredible and it's funny actually just you talking about time there um Oh, I cannot remember the fellow's surname, but um, I think it's, I'm i going to say Michael Stone. I don't think that's his surname. But he's an American yoga teacher. And one of the me- the guys that I work with um, was telling me about his book. So he le- like lent it to me. And the first of his essays was just essentially talking about time. It's the only one that I had read. But it was just like time only exists because you do. Mm-hmm. Like your time is your time because you are you and you exist, if that, if that even yeah. makes any sense it's like um, schrodinger's cat bordering on that
0: kind of concept as well i yeah it's like things nest um, when you pay attention to them when your attention is on them mhm yeah yeah exactly yeah so moving into the winter solstice then um tell me what are your, what are your personal rituals so um what do you do to like prep for the, if you do edit it at all? What do you do to prep for the winter solstice and what like what are you planning to do with yourself this year and um, to mark to mark the event?
1: I just usually, honestly, I'm not like a big massive ritualistic type of person. It's more like mm-hmm. everyday wee things that kind of yeah. get me through. Every so often, I'll have like a big I don't know ritual blowout and kind of wreck myself for ages. But um, honestly, I just keep candles lit in the house in my room. Mm-hmm um I burn kind of like to intense of me mainly the use of this type of year would be like sandalwood or cinnamon just for like the spice and then for me that relates to heat and then the, the coming of coming of spring and the coming of summer um usually on equinoxes or like even yeah on sausages and things like that I'll pull a couple of cards just for what to focus on really but um last year was I kind of celebrated in preparation for it last year. It's so weird to think that this was a year ago. Um, So one of my best friends and I um went to one of my yoga teacher's retreats um, and she held it down in Downings in Donegal and it was class. But um, my teacher Helena and then another teacher called Jackie hosted it and they called it Advent of the Solstice. So it was quite nice here and like the two different, like, you know, the Christian recognition for Advent and then Solstice being put together for that day but just a lovely day of like slow yoga being outdoors just like eating really well and other things like that but the main focus of it was to kind of lean not lean into the darkness in a grim kind of way but like be okay with it and like Mm. as everything goes after darkness there's always light so these um like seasons, feelings, emotions, like periods in our lives. are only ever periods or temporary. Yes, they might come back again, but like relief will come. You know, for a for another season, for
0: mm-hmm.
1: another like astrological sign or whatever. So, well, that that's really... where the
0: that's where the symbol of the spiral comes in. Is it? Yeah. Well, that's. Like. There's a lot of people interpret it different ways. Some people can All interpret it as yeah the cyclical sort of like expansions and contractions some some people view it that way but if you think about it, it makes sense that then those spirals are put outside a new grange yeah yeah mm-hmm. you have the
1: circle of life um mm-hmm. i guess as well oh, um, sorry, i
0: oh, sorry i had to sort of sing it sorry go ahead <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but no that that was just that was just how i kind of recognized it last year and um because i'm seeing the whole of 2020 as a winter Mm-hmm. um just in terms of like thinking about it like that and trying to like categorize it and fucking deal with it or whatever mm-hmm. I'm seeing it as a winter and that retreat last year really helped me cope with the actual season of winter mm-hmm. and each time I find myself getting panicked this year or like stressed and like wishing things had turn- come back to normal I'm like no like the winter's still here it's still time like you can still go inward you can still yeah. You know, stay indoors and rest. Like this isn't going to be forever. Nothing ever is.
0: No, this um, is like you're still okay to stay in your
1: pre-marked jammies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Regardless of mm-hmm. the temperature outside. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this this um, summer shows this. I'm working <laughs> because yeah. I'm going home um to my family for Christmas. I haven't been home since August, mm-hmm. so I'm just working, not really seeing anyone, trying to stay away from people. and oh, just just a here, candle sure. or two. Mm-hmm what about yourself for me
0: it's probably something very similar to be honest um so I wouldn't be I would love to be able to do not be able to but I'd love to be more dedicated to do more rituals and stuff I think the reason why I don't is because I almost I almost doubt my own power or I don't mm-hmm. doubt my own ability to do it um and I don't trust that I can I could trust that other people can do it but for some reason I don't trust that I can do it and um, so I have to be in the right sort of Mind frame. One thing I will say, like again, it's very similar to you. It's like setting up wee candles, you know, pulling some cards, just sitting and being quiet for a bit. It doesn't need to be. Anything. Some people set up like yule altars, and you know, they bring in some specific. You know, if you're called, if you have a, I have an altar again. I've said before that it's on my windowsill, and um, some people have a very specific space in their house. What I would say is refresh your altar coming into winter. So if you feel you need to put more stuff on it, you need to move it about. You know, basically use your intuition to do that, and. Um, for me one of the things i would say is that see lighting a candle lighting a candle completely changes the energy of a room um Mm -hmm. and i haven't had candles because i'm i'm being cheap as fuck and not buying them but um (laughs) i haven't had candles for ages and see not being able to just light a candle and sit it on my altar it i'm dead serious you can use a candle to to enhance energy expel energy to hold energy to um call in an energy um you know, and fire, again, Tending the Flame, you know, fires link with Bridget as well. So every time I light it, it makes me think of her. But, it, you know, I would say, again, it's like, it's very, per- I do that all year round, but this time of the year, lighting candles and stuff is very pertinent um, to the winter yeah. solstice and stuff. But um, I actually was planning on holding a, a, like a winter solstice circle um at a beach um on the 20th or 21st. And obviously can't do that now because it's not as safe. So I'll probably hold one online, and um, through my Facebook group. But I haven't decided what way that's going to look. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll probably move it online. Um, because I just I really enjoy creating spaces for people where people can connect with connect with themselves without without feeling the need to outsource their their empowerment to other people. So it's more about I like setting up spaces that allow people to do that. Um but yeah no, that's it for me really um it's going to be a fairly it's it's going to be a fairly um quiet one I think um a lot very self-reflective as much mm-hmm. as it can be um I think what I would say to people is just like go easy on yourself um and I know we've been joking about like pre marked jammies and stuff but mm-hmm. so this 2020 is the year of remaining in your jammies like this is, particularly speaking, it's like everyone everyone's just stay in their jammies and it's okay that you're in your jammies. And some people are like out fucking, you know, still working in their jammies or some people are at home or some people are, it doesn't matter. You know, th- this year is, is hard. And mm-hmm. this winter solstice, I think, is going to be incredibly powerful. And I think there's going to be a lot of really positive things that come out of it. Um, oh, one thing I feel, sort of feel like I'm being guided to, to say is, I don't like the phrase remain positive. I feel like it tends to remove sort of a lot of people's pain and upset and stuff and makes mm-hmm. people they're not allowed to feel those ways. What I'm gonna mm-hmm. say is um try practicing reframing. So reframing, I I err towards the negative. It is my natural state mm-hmm. to be like, you know, catastrophize and be negative. But what mm-hmm. I genuinely I've had a I've a, a sort of a rough couple of weeks or a couple of months even and I've had my circumstances have changed quite drastically and one thing that has really got me through is um reframing but also um what do you call call it affirmations so I have it on dry Mm -hmm. white marker dry white marker on my mirror it says um Denise what could go right we put a lot of our energy I just feel like this winter we need to really acknowledge that we put so much energy into trying to control the outcome by airing towards the negative and catastrophizing. And airing towards the negative doesn't doesn't stop negative things happening, but it also doesn't stop positive things happening. And the same mm-hmm. for if we erred towards the reframing of, well, what could go right? You know, what could go right, you know, in the next week five months, year, ten years end of your life, what could go right? Because doing that isn't gonna no, it won't stop the negative, but again, it won't stop the positive either. So you may as well redirect your energy and give the give the universe something to work with that that that'll that'll hopefully I, I genuinely feel like one of the things that a lesson's been coming up for me recently is and especially coming into this winter solstice is your internal landscape absolutely has an impact on how you view your external landscape and you yeah. external landscape could be an absolute shit show but if you have some kind of semblance of contentment and, 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 and an ability to to it doesn't mean that you ignore all the bad shit that's going on but an ability to reframe and find peace and a stability within yourself you could view one person could come in and be like oh my god your life's a shit show but then you could be looking at it if you reframe it and you you know you've got yourself steady it's like actually yeah no no it is difficult but actually what could go right here there's so much that can go right it's like that little that little acorn that little
1: that little oak tree so much, energy, I love the so much potential i love the fact you're using that analogy because my primary school motto was um so we were called saint columbus and our motto was from tiny acorns grow mighty oaks uh, and our crest was like a big oak tree i <laughs> love that i love that it was so lovely i love it's that lovely. um i always think
0: back on that when you are sorry
1: i always think back on that just yeah, too often. i love that's, that's a great. great
0: motto i think ours was ours was latin but i can't remember it was it was mine was saint joseph but it was latin but it was something like do really well at school and stuff i don't know what it was but it clearly wasn't as good as that word. <laughs> 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 um yeah so um yeah i think that's it we'll round up um Thanks again for everyone who's been supporting us. Um, it really helps whenever you share, um, like uh, and like our posts on Instagram and Facebook. Um, every listen counts on whatever platform. Um, and um, even your comments underneath. Like again, we really want to encourage you to kind of give us feedback on this, and um, we want to engage with you. Um, and uh, we actually have, again we have really big plans coming into um 2021, and we're gonna have um a not an agenda brona what's the word it's like we're gonna have like a program of episodes we're gonna get some we've already got um two amazing speakers coming into 2021 um local sort of practitioners energy workers just enlightened as fuck people and so we're really excited about mm-hmm. that so we're going to release an agenda or a program um at the beginning of 2021 so you guys know exactly what to expect um, I know we have um, our next episode. Technically speaking, should be due on Christmas Day. Um, we'll hopefully oh, Christ, right, yeah. Okay. So we'll hopefully release an episode. So, um, I think what we're talking about is we'll probably do uh a, a, the best of twenty twenty. So whatever episodes that we have, and um, we'll splice together some of our best bits, um, and we will release a kind of overview of what we, what we got up to in the in the last half of twenty twenty with all of these episodes. Um so you guys can kinda get a bit of an overview if you've missed an episode or you weren't quite jiving with one, we'll try and get all of that that spliced together and released um on Christmas Day, which would be great. Um but yeah, so technically speaking, we won't we won't hear from you and you won't hear from us until twenty twenty-one.
1: Mad I know, isn't it? Jesus can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>